were wiped out by the great crash of 1929. John purchased a local Negro League baseball team, the Darby Daisies. He operated the team for two years, until it folded in 1932 due to low attendance, as during the Great Depression, fans had less money for recreational activities. John turned the ballpark into a gentleman's farm, furnishing it with livestock that grazed on the infield. John died without a will. His story made me realize that the economic achievement of African Americans dates further back than today's black elite. The creation of black wealth is an important but overlooked subject in the economic and social history of the United States. African Americans were treated as property during slavery and were stripped of their economic and social personhood, reduced to commodities to be controlled, managed, bought, sold, underwritten, and leveraged. Attaining economic independence and power was a revolutionary act. Black millionaires disrupt stereotypes of black economic impotence. They remind us that African Americans do not lack the desire or ability to work or build businesses and wealth, but that instead they have often had to overcome great struggles to achieve economic stability, let alone independence and power. Early in our country's history, African Americans who achieved wealth were often attacked, demonized, or swindled out of their money by those who knew the Jim Crow court system would offer no redress to a black person. The black elite in their first decades of existence survived assassination attempts, lynchings, frivolous lawsuits, and criminal cases all meant to destroy or delegitimize their wealth. Madam C.J. Walker was memorialized as the first black millionaire, not because she was the first to achieve wealth. She was far from the first but because she was one of the first African Americans to flaunt and claim her wealth openly and fearlessly. The earliest black millionaires were conditioned not to be so brazen. Black Fortunes tells the story of Mary Ellen Pleasant, Robert Reed Church, O.W. Gurley, Hannah Elias, Annie Turnbow Malone, and Madam C.J. Walker, America's first cohort of black millionaires and their journey to liberty and wealth. Mary Ellen Pleasant's story begins in the 1820s and spans nearly a century. She was a free black woman who was raised in New England during the whaling boom of the 1830s and 1840s that inspired Herman Melville's most famous work, Moby Dick. She left New England for California during the gold rush of 1849 and became wealthy as a commodity trader, a moneylender, and the proprietress of high-end boarding houses. She used her wealth to fund John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry and supported suffrage and civil rights activists and causes. Robert Reed Church was born a plantation slave during the peak of the cotton trade, the product of a liaison between a wealthy white steamboat captain and his black concubine. He escaped slavery during the Civil War and became one of the largest landowners in Memphis. Annie Malone was the daughter of slaves, she was abandoned at an early age and raised by her sister in Illinois. As a young woman, she invented a number of black hair products, which she later built into America's largest hair brand. At the turn of the century, O.W. Gurley, a schoolteacher from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, built an all-black neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Greenwood, which became known as Black Wall Street. 
the enclave served as a refuge for African Americans seeking a middle-class life and a safe haven from the lynchings and racial violence of the South, until it was destroyed by a white mob in 1921 during the Tulsa race riots. Hannah Elias was the black mistress of a white New York millionaire who heaped money on her. She used his gifts to decorate her mansion to look like Cleopatra's palace. When her wealth and affair with a white man were revealed, angry mobs set upon her house and she was arrested. Elias eventually beat the charges and moved to Harlem, where she helped John Nail, a black real estate developer, turn the neighborhood into an enclave for New York's black residents. Researching the stories of these titans of industry was challenging because they died more than 100 years ago, with the exception of Annie Malone, who passed away in 1956. Few records exist concerning African Americans before.